0: If you have no wisdom for your situation, it is often evidence of something we're going to talk about today on Healing Pain with Proverbs 14. We back. I missed y'all. it been like a month. Right after this, we'll talk about it respect these boundaries religious critics are not welcome here this brand has no religious affiliations critical spirits with religious projections prophecies pronouncements criticisms questions etc will be ignored and when necessary blocked on all of our platforms peace truth tribe heal hurtful choices and find answers to some of your most painful questions where in the book of Proverbs? It holds priceless treasures of wisdom for making better life and relationship choices today and forward. Let's read together live right now when you join me for Healing Pain with Proverbs. Most Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern, check the homepage of this YouTube channel for future live stream dates. Which particular verse from today's passage will move your heart toward the healing of wisdom most? Leave a comment to let me and Truth Tribe know during this live and get the email subscriber only free download sent on Mondays to help you improve your week. How can you get the free download? Visit ZaraHarrison.com to enter your email address into the pop up and you'll start to get that download plus more. Okay, it's almost time to get started. Make sure you have a notebook. This is not counseling, a sermon, or a Bible study. It is simply a reading and sharing of the word for inspiration and encouragement. Peace, true tribe. If you are already a part of the tribe, if not, welcome. I'm author, counselor, and coach Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. Wisdom is so, so healing. We're not to be a fool for love because of that. And that's what we do over here on this channel. Before we get into healing payment Proverbs today, I wanted to share with you, um, what I said when we started, if you have no wisdom for your situation, it's often evidence of something and that something is arrogance. And we'll see that in Proverbs 14 today, arrogance requ- requests wisdom and gets nothing. Divine wisdom only comes to those who are not arrogant and we're gonna see what that means. Before we get into it, I wanna show you an illustration. So I did a skit, I think it came out Thursday and I think it was called, um, Can You Help Me or Nah? I want you to answer these three questions. I'm gonna play the skit. I want you to see how, I I did not even know that this was gonna relate when I was working on my notes last night. I was like, oh, the video I just dropped on Thursday would be like perfect to illustrate this point. So I'm going to play the video, but these are three questions that I want to, I want you to ask yourself, type it in the comment section. As soon as you notice it, I want to see if y'all can see this. I want you to add answer. When did you first see a sign of arrogance? We about to watch the little clip. It's like two minutes. When did you first see the sign of arrogance? That's number one. Number two, how do you know that as arrogance? How were you able to tell? And then three, do you notice what happens at the very end? What happens at the end? What do you think that signifies? Okay. So I'm going to play this real quick. Answer those three questions. When did you first see this? Um, when did you first see a sign of arrogance? How do you know it was arrogance? And in the end, what is it that this character trait is displaying? All right, let's look at it. Zara. Hello, Misa. You busy? I'm sitting here doing paperwork. What's up? Oh my God. I'm so tired. I need help. I swear. I'm so tired. What happened? It's like my life is falling apart, you know? Well, what exactly is falling apart? My dude, he cheating. My job, they tripping. And my kids act like they can't hear. I just need help. We family, Zara. Can you help me? He was like, we family. Well, why do you think your boyfriend is cheating on you? Well, what that got to do with anything, Zara? Well, how can I help you if I don't know the details? You trying to get me to make him look bad. I knew you ain't like him. Here you go. Bruh. Okay, well, do you want to talk about your job or the children instead? Does that make you feel more comfortable? Forget it. Because you trying to be nosy right now. And he told me you ain't like him. Now, here you go trying to turn us against each other. What would it take for you to feel comfortable right now? Can you help me or not? How is it falling apart? What specifically makes it feel that way? Do not listen in. I'm telling you it's falling apart. Bruh. Whoa. If you You reject the help you're asking for, how can I help you? I don't want to talk about all of that. I need help. H-E-L-P. Can you hear me? Bruh. I knew you ain't care that's just how family do I swear I don't even know why I asked you because I'm good okay well I'm glad you're good so good okay I'm so tired. I swear I'm so tired. Are you serious? So in that skit, when did you first see a sign of arrogance? Now, when we look at the Amplify version, it's going to call it scoffing. But when you look at the history of the word scoffing and where they're pulling the word from is really rooted in the word arrogance. So when did you first see this sign of arrogance? How do you know that it was arrogance? And then did you see that she called a different name in the end? I wanted to talk about how oftentimes we can do this ourselves or we notice that other people will do it with us. We'll say we need wisdom on a situation. We'll label it as help. We'll label it as understanding. We'll label it as I don't know what to do. And then we encounter someone who has some divine wisdom or just, divine understanding and will try, they'll try to offer that. And then the person will continually reject it. And I don't know if any of you all have been in this situation. You start to feel like, well, do you really want help? Or are you just, you know? So I know, especially for me, I've, I've probably lost count of people who say they want help. And then when I try to help them, I'm, I start to wonder, what do you actually want? Because you don't want help. What I'm trying to help you with you rejecting it, or you're telling me, I already know that. I already know that. And I actually should have added that in the lines. Like, I already know that. I already know that. And it's like, if you know so much, then why do you need my hope? So Proverbs 14, um, there's a highlight, verse six especially, deals with that. And I think that in us recognizing this trait in people, it will help us to heal better. Because some of us are hurting simply off of the fact that we keep trying to help people who do not really want help. If I tried to help as many people that said they want help from me when certain character traits show that they don't really want my help, I'll probably lose my mind by now. I would be stressed out and out of my mind. Everybody that says they want help does not want help. Anybody that says they, um, need your attention or your, um, understanding or your advice, which you need to really be careful about doing. Um, <laughs> because I've seen one person give advice. And then come back and tell the person, it's your fault that this worked out for me because you told me to do it. It's like, you need to be careful, okay? When people show you that they have an arrogance embedded in their conversation, um, it's going to come back to bite you. And Proverbs tells us a lot about that. So let's go ahead and get into Proverbs. Let me say peace to y'all. Peace, Shelley Shelly Murphy. Peace, Courtney Taylor. Praise y'all for healing, pain, and Proverbs. I'm happy it's back. Thank you. I know, right? Some of y'all probably sleeping in because y'all probably got off work today. Um, but you can catch the replay. All right. So let's get into Proverbs 14, but let's petition y'all before we do that. And yes, I got to remember how to do this. Okay. Okay. One minute, y'all. Most High, Yahuwah, we thank you for your healing power we thank you for your divine, righteous wisdom. We ask that you will release your healing. But before that, y'all, we ask that you will release your cleansing, um, which sometimes is one and the same. But I say you will bring your people to repentance. You said in your word, it says that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just. To cleanse us from unrighteousness, y'all. There's so much healing in in confession. Um, We'll be dealing with this on Wednesday, but so so much of religion teaches you to deny, um, to cover up shame in appearance, in statutes, in laws, in fringes, in head coverings, in um, speech. We cover it up with knowledge. We cover it up with status. Whatever it is, we cover it up. You want us to be cleansed of it. To be cleansed of anything that would cover what needs to be exposed so that you can treat it. So I just ask today uh, that you will um, help your people who are desperately seeking healing at heart, emotional healing, spiritual healing, to confess and to expose those things in their heart that they are hiding so that you can begin the healing process. Ask that um, your will be done as we read and see the healing in Proverbs 14 today. You give us such a, a blueprint. We don't have to be without wisdom. The only time we are without it is because of oftentimes, maybe not every time, some arrogance somewhere, and then we don't know what to do. So I just ask that um you will pluck up the root of pride and arrogance. So that we can really experience your divine wisdom that only comes to those who are not arrogant. Thank you for your love and your grace. In the name of Yeshua, some say Yahusha, so be it. Okay, Proverbs 14. Before I forget, the secret key code for the month of this December, since I haven't really done that many lives in December, um, is respect my boundaries. That's the secret key code. You can go to uh, ZaraHarrison.comslash True Giveaway. I believe that's the link. If not, it's in the description. And you can win a black True Trop hoodie because it's cold outside. Okay, let me turn this down because I don't know if this is too loud or not. Let me see. I can't remember the setting I had it on. I get, hopefully that's okay. All right. Contrast the upright and the wicked. The wise woman builds her house on a foundation of divine precepts and her household thrives. But the foolish one who lacks spiritual insight tears it down with her own hands by ignoring divine principles. So wisdom builds up. It examines what makes it better by knowing the problems, but only focusing on the solution. Whenever a person is asking for help, but they focus on the problem, they don't really want wisdom. Focusing on the solution is wisdom because we see here that wisdom builds, it builds. Folly is what tears down and it often tears down what the wise... Have built up, they try to tear it down. So, we all have power to make things better or worse in our situations. Which one are you doing in your situation? Are you making it better or are you making it worse? Because wisdom builds. He who walks in uprightness reverently fears the Most High Yah and obeys and worships Him with profound respect. But he who is devious in his ways despises Him. Did you know that being devious proves a hatred for Yah? And it is actually rebellion against him, having devious ways. And people like that don't usually want wisdom. In the mouth of the arrogant fool, and I want you to notice how many times you see arrogant and scoffer, and see what the person is doing that's making them that way. So that when you deal with people like that, you know not to cast your pearls before a swine. In the mouth of the arrogant fool who rejects the Most High Yah as a rod for his back, But the lips of the wise, when they speak with divine wisdom, will protect them. So the mouth of a fool often brings them to punishment, but the wise gets rescued by their words. Where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. But much revenue, because of good crops, comes by the strength of an ox. With increase comes a whole lot of work to do. We cannot say we want healing, but we don't want to do nothing. You see, there's a crop that comes here, but the, of you, I'm not into farming and all that stuff like that, but when I've watched certain videos and I've talked to people who do do that, especially in Africa, uh, yeah, a oxen is a, is a whole, it's a lot of mess to clean up. I mean, even if you've gone to like a petting zoo or something like that, you see the poop everywhere. It's a lot of stuff to clean up. You got to keep them fed. It's a constant chore, but it produces good crops by the strength of you managing that well. So oftentimes people, they say they want help, but they don't wanna do anything about it, right? So with increase comes work to do. If you want some good crop, you gotta do some good work. It's the difference between being a farmer and a critic. So a farmer is going to work, a critic wanna talk about the people who are going to work. Um, Were there A faithful and trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness speaks lie. And I thought this was crazy because you know how they call believers a witness of the Most High YAH. Just the fact that you are a witness of His by default means that you need to tell the truth. So you're actually a witness of the truth too. So you can't be a liar and then call yourself a believer of YAH. Otherwise you testify for his adversary. Which one are you? Which one are they? Who are we testifying against or on behalf of through our speech and our language and the things that we talk about? A scoffer seeks wisdom and (laughs) finds none in that sketch. And we know scoffer really is arrogant, arrogance seeks wisdom and finds none for his ears are closed to wisdom i need help you to see how many times she asked for help in the video i need help the video i just played before if you missed it i need help i need help but ears closed to wisdom but knowledge is easy for the one who understands because he is willing to learn when i work with people and i see in their eyes that oh that connected that's what this is verse six it comes easy for those who have understanding, who have humility. When it's a fight and it's a war and it's a debate, I'd be like, you're going to have to go somewhere else because that ain't what we put the door up in here. You're already telling me your ears are closed to wisdom. Um, oftentimes people may not always understand what I'm asking them to do, but somebody with a humble spirit, despite not fully understanding where this is going to go, they, um, they're swift to be like, let me see, as opposed to, well, I don't need to, I don't, I, what, I don't understand, what, How, what, that, uh, 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 uh. closed to wisdom, you can't heal like that, you can't heal like that. Um, so again, if you cannot find wisdom, it's often evidence of arrogance. You think you know too much, and sometimes it's not people that are inflated, inflated with pride. Like they could be nice people. Um, cause I've met some really nice people who, whose ears are just closed to wisdom. You can't tell them anything. They're like, um, whether it's trauma or hurt or pride, whatever it is, it creates this, um, trait of arrogance. And so they can't hear. And a lot of us feel depleted and stressed out and think it's our fault. Or maybe I didn't explain it well enough. No, sometimes their ears are closed to wisdom, no matter how well you explain it no matter how well you communicate it, no matter how well you say it, their ears are closed to wisdom. It's not always that you're, um, you're not effective at communicating. Sometimes you're talking to people who can't hear that divine speech. Um, and I thought this was not funny, but in contrast to James 1.5, which says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask, um, ask Yah that gives to all liberally. It says Yah gives that liberally. Wisdom, he says, he gives it liberally, liberally. So if someone is saying, "I don't have wisdom," "I don't understand," "I don't have wisdom on my situation," they kind of telling on themselves. They kind of telling on themselves because if Yah says he gives this liberally and you don't have it, and you say you claim to know him, you tell him that you got some arrogance somewhere, and you don't have it because the arrogant can't inherit it. It is closed off to them. Wisdom is for the humble. You have to humble yourself. And since arrogant people do not seek where wisdom is found, which is by his spirit and his will. A lot of people just want to get it by knowledge and they want to read something and they want to pick something up and read a book and do a study and say, I got wisdom. That's not wisdom. That's knowledge. That's different wisdom. This divine wisdom we're talking about. You can only get it by Yah and his spirit and his will. You can't get it in a book. You can't read it up nowhere. You can't quote it, source it. It don't work like that. And arrogant people, they are so puffed up with knowledge. They don't understand that. If they can't make sense of it in a book or, or grab it on some tangible means, um, they don't understand it. And when you speak by the spirit, they might think you are crazy. You sound like you speak in a whole other language because you are. But arrogant people, you'll notice, they constantly struggle with understanding. (laughs) They're constantly struggling with it. They love to debate because they're in such inner turmoil with the struggling of understanding. And so then they wanna debate you and your assured confidence of divine wisdom. That ain't up for debate though. Divine wisdom ain't up for debate. Y'all might wanna debate some facts and knowledge and all that stuff like that, but that's not what humble righteous people do. Arrogant. Prideful people do that because they want to be right. They want to flex their knowledge and what they know. That has nothing to do with bearing the spirit in the image of the Most High. So be careful when it comes to people like that. Verse 7 Leave the presence of such a one, of a short sighted fool, for you will not find knowledge or hear divine wisdom from his lips. So don't explain. Or reason or converse with a fool. Leave the presence of them. Some of us can't heal because we keep trying to debate with people who have made up their mind to misunderstand you. When someone shows you they're committed to misunderstanding you, follow verse 7. Leave the presence of such a one. You won't find knowledge there. You're not going to get wisdom from their lips. Only the humble can increase in true divine knowledge and wisdom. So if you're looking for that from a fool, you're never gonna find it. You're gonna be looking for a very long time. The wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way, but the foolish of short-sighted fools, foolishness of short-sighted fools is deceit. Wisdom has direction, fools do not. Anybody that don't wanna understand why they're doing what they're doing that don't matter you heard her say in the, the skit that i played earlier i said well why is your? Uh, how do you know your boyfriend is cheating on you um sometimes people will make these statements and you can't just run with what they say you have to ask questions to figure out where are you drawing that conclusion from you might find out the boyfriend ain't even cheating but you got an issue with trust right so you have to ask questions to figure out what is really going on in order to really help a person a person who doesn't want to understand their way it's a fool. They're short-sighted. They're deceiving themselves. You want answers, but you don't want to find what problem created the answer so you can solve it. There's no solving a problem without understanding what created the problem. So wisdom has direction. It knows the direction that is going in. It wants to make sense and understand what is this? Why, you know, what is this about? And that's what I try to do on this channel here is help people make sense of emotional hurts, why you're not healing, why you're in toxic relationships still, why you're you're possibly feeling the way you're feeling. Let's examine. Here are some things that may be causing that. Here are some things that you may be missing. Here is, some sense to make sense of the situation because wisdom has direction fools do not which lends to a life of deceit i like something that um deitra commented the other day i did um healing pain with proverbs impact where i had um deitra on i don't know if y'all saw that it was awesome and she commented on a post that i did on my last live on thursday And she said, the righteous are not traveling in the same direction as the wicked. Yes, Deidre. I also like to say, fools don't know where they're going, so they have to lie to get there. Let that sink in. That's kind of like verse eight. Wisdom, the wisdom of the sensible is to understand. They wanna understand, like help make sense of this. Fools are short-sighted and deceived. They don't really want to understand. They just want to get what they need to get so they can lose it again and then be back asking somebody else to help them get what they need to get again. And you never solve the problem. You're going to keep having the problem, right? So healing comes when we seek to understand why am I here? Why did I make that decision? Why did I do that? Why am I in a relationship with this person? Why do I let them speak to me that way? Why do I speak to them that way? Why do I ignore what I see? Instead of denying it, acting like it's not there, wisdom says, why are you doing that? So you can heal it. So I love verse eight. Wisdom is sensible to understand his way, but the the foolishness of short-sighted fools is deceit. Verse nine, fools mock sin, but sin mocks the fool's. But among the upright, there is good will and favor and blessing of the Most High, Yah. Fools do not fear Yah's wrath. I used to like talk to my husband, like, but I don't understand. How could you do this? Don't you know Yah is watching? And I'm so like, oh, I hate injustice. I hate um, wicked lying people. I hate it. I hate it. And I didn't understand it at one time in my life. Like, how do you do that in the name of Yah? You're not scared of him because fools don't fear Yah's wrath. That's how they can do what they're doing. See, when you're afraid of the wrath of Yah, when you understand who Yah is, he got a good side, but he got a side you don't want to get on. You don't want to get on the side of Yah's wrath. He's the most loving, kind, compassionate, healing, Yah. But he shuts stuff down. Have you read Lamentations? Have you re- kill them all? Do this, destroy. I, I'm like, whoa, yeah, I never seen that side of you, and never want to. There is a side of the Most High Yah that you should be very, very afraid of. But see, fools who are often wicked because of their foolishness, they don't fear Yah's wrath. That's how they can continue on in their sin. They're not scared. Definition of a fool. You ain't even scared of where you headed. So their view of sin is ultra light. What a mockery. How? Because mockery of sin is disrespect toward YAH. When you take sin lightly, you're disrespecting YAH because he don't take it lightly. A quick way to know if someone is a mocking fool, watch what they do when they do wrong. If they are arrogant about repentance Or they say sorry, but then they switch it or they say, I'm sorry if you feel like that, or I'm sorry that I did this, but, or they apologize one day and two days later, they come back with a whole nother sense of reasoning and cognitive dissonance. You're dealing with a a mocking fool. If they're arrogant about repentance, you got a foolish mocker of not just sin, but by default, the most high Ya. they are mocking the most high Ya in that behavior. Verse 10, the heart knows its own bitterness and no stranger shares its joy. Think about the last sin that you overcame. Think about a, perfe- a personal revelation that the High Yah gave you regarding a long-awaited answer to constant petitions. Do you remember what that felt like, that moment felt like when he did that for you? No stranger can share the bittersweet because it's bittersweet. The waiting, these the, the sin that you were in, whatever, but you overcome it. Or he answers, that's the sweet part. But there's a bitter part before that. Nobody can share that kind of intimacy with the Most High but you and him because it's, it's only between you and him, right? That's how verse 10 is. The heart knows its own bitterness and no stranger shares its joy. There ain't no joy. That's why sometimes I'll be up here crying because I think back to what he did. And it just brings tears to my eyes. And a lot of people can't understand it because they weren't there. It was only me and y'all. There are situations with you and the most high Yah. y'all. And it was just y'all. It was just he the only one who know about that thing. That he delivered you from, spared you from, cleansed you from, pulled you up out of that pit. Nobody wasn't there. See, I'm tearing up now. There are nights that I didn't think I would make it. There are times where, man, listen, listen, nobody was there. Even if you married, your husband don't even be there intimately in that way, like the Most High YAH is with you. And if, if your husband is, and you idolize your husband or your wife or whoever, you need to, only YAH should occupy that space. But it's such a special place. It's such a special place. Because out of that bitterness, he's the only one who can give you the joy. He's the answer. It ain't in nothing else and nobody else. And you wait for him. And when he does it, when he shows up, the joy, the joy of that. I don't know if anybody understands what I'm talking about, but the joy of that. Yeah, verse 10, hitting. Verse 11. And make sure as we're, ooh, did he just get in an accident? I'm sorry, y'all. Somebody look like they got an accident in front of the house. Okay, he good. My bad. <laughs> it was scary. I see the guy's motorcycle down the street without him on it. And then he just ran and hopped on the motorcycle. That was weird. Okay, um, make sure as we're working through healing payment Proverbs, you're taking note of the verses that stick out to you and then pick at least one so that you can do the download, because I tell y'all all all the time, don't sit here and just listen to me. I want you to do your own work. Like we talked about with that oxen and you ain't going to get no crop if you don't do no work. Okay. All right. Verse 11, the house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will thrive. If you're hurting about somebody getting away with doing you wrong, I want you to repeat after me. Okay, if this if this is a wicked person, I'm not talking about a repentant person. If they repented genuinely and changed their behavior, I'm not talking about them. But if they have not repented, meaning they might have said sorry with their mouth, but not with their heart, they ain't nothing changed, or they ain't even say sorry or repent. They just did you wrong, and they just seem like they living it up. I want you to repeat after me, based on verse 11: A poor foundation will not might will eventually bring that house down. Listen, I know it's some pastors that's very popular that did me real dirty. I got emails, I got all kind of stuff. Listen, I done confronted them. My husband done confronted them. If I really wanted to put them on blank, like, listen, I know what it's like for somebody to do you wrong and look like they're thriving in their life. Look like they getting more and more popular like nothing is just like, you just chilling. You just did me like that. You almost sent me to the psych ward. It's a term called crazy making that we'll talk about in a narcissism series when we pick it back up on Wednesday. I don't know if we'll talk about that term on Wednesday, but we'll talk about it in the series it's called crazy making. Look it up. People make trying to be out here making you crazy. Um, and it looks like they got away with what they did when you just almost sent me to go lose my mind. Repeat after me. A poor foundation will eventually bring that house down. Yes, the house is standing and it is built, but if its foundation is rotten, the heart of a person is rotten, there's no choice. There's no choice but for it to come down eventually because it's not built on a strong foundation. It might last a while. It, it might last a while, but it's going to fall. In other words, a righteous person who inhabits a lowly shelter is more secure than the mansion of every wicked fool. Even though he lives in a mansion, he's still still a fool. So when people, it looks like they're doing well and um, like nothing happened to them for what they did to you, you can look at it like they're in a mansion, you know, metaphorically speaking, um, and you're in a tent, like verse 11. The house of the wicked, the tent of the upright. You look at a tent and you think it's measly. It ain't, you know, um, what is this really protecting you from? But if that tent has a strong foundation, that tent is good. Way better than the house who has a corrupt foundation. Just give it some time. Remember this, y'all. Whenever the enemy tempts you to think that somebody got away with their sin against you, um, they got away with their wickedness. Write this down and repeat it. A poor foundation will eventually bring that house down. I don't seen it. I don't been on jobs. When well, I had people lie on me and do stuff. And me and my husband went to praying and it, it might've took a minute, but two people at a recent job I was at got fired. I'm talking about top, top executives touch you anointed and got fired. I was like, oh, whoa. I didn't think cause my husband had more faith at that time about that situation than I did. I was like, they gonna get away with this. This is crazy, this is crazy. And because there are people who have gotten away with stuff in my life and they're still getting away with it. And we talking about, we 20, 30 years in and they still just living it up and they sin. So on this particular job that I was at, um, I didn't think nothing was going to happen to them. Uh, But they, I guess they had messed the wrong one and y'all move a lot more swiftly in that case than any other case. And I saw with my own eyes People I'm talking about like steps ahead of me who were trying to set me up in a trap fell in their own trap and they got fired. I was like, oh snap. But there are a few people that did that and they still chilling. So, you know, y'all's timing It's y'all's timing. But a poor foundation will eventually bring that house down. Their own foundation is going to bring them down. Their own corrupt heart is going to bring them down. The trap that they set up for others is going to be the one that they fall into. Twelve, Verse 12, there is a way which seems right to a man and it appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. A fool is so deceived by evil. They're so deceived by evil. You would try to tell them like, I don't think that's a good idea. You might want to second. You might want to reconsider that. And they think you sound like you crazy. It ain't that serious. They cannot see death right in front of them can't deceived by it what did the serpent say to them in the garden you shall not surely die i'm gonna talk about this in the narcissism series on wednesday too because some people like, ain't that serious you're not gonna die you sound like the enemy that's what he told adam and in the garden he said you will not surely die whenever somebody tells you that you listen you won't die because usually the devil trying to kill you and he tell you you won't die and that's the way he gets you you won't surely die. All the while, he's setting you up to die. You won't surely die. Did they die? Adamicor, did they die or did they die? Death is not always in your face, like, clear either. But since fools lean on their own understanding, instead of divine revelation, they often die for it. It could be physical. It could be, um, spiritual. It could be mental. Um... It could be a number of things you don't know. Um, Oftentimes you can't oftentimes see it Uh, with your bare eye. It would be divine. But when you lean on your own understanding, you're not going to see the divine. So there's often going to be a way that looks right. And you better be careful because you can only see it with the eyes of the, of the most high. It look okay. They look okay. How many times before I got married, Did I see a very handsome person that wanted to talk to me or whatever? Man, listen, listen, (laughs) listen, death can look really good sometimes. You better rely on that divine wisdom. Even in laughter, the heart may be in pain and the end of joy may be grief. Um, One who often laughs is not always happy think because people laughing and they smile and they happy. Laughter is sometimes a mask for emotional hurt. It is not um, evidence of peace or joy. I know many women who have come to me and I, I usually, not every time, but I usually can discern before they tell me what they're in emotionally. I usually can discern it in my real life when I meet people and they'll start talking to me and they'll tell me what's going on in their marriage. And they are some of the sweetest people you will ever meet. They are so full of life and joy and smile. Like they're just such innocent, pure hearts and they are suffering silently. So don't be deceived because somebody laughing and smiling um, I remember I used to have to tell my husband, just because you see me walk around here and I don't look like what I feel like don't mean I'm not where I am. When we have an issue, we need to handle it. There's so many men who their wives divorce them and they're like, I didn't even know until the pro- cause you wasn't paying attention to the signs. Some, they're so oblivious. They're like, I didn't even know it was a problem. Like she just left. Nobody just ups and, I won't say nobody. Most people, the majority of people don't just up and leave. This was building. So we want to check in on our relationships and and see if everything is okay. Because some of us laugh and we are dying inside and we plotting on how to get out of this thing. Some of y'all husbands that might hear this, check on your wife. She might be smiling. She might laugh with you. She might do everything she's supposed to do around the house, for the children, for whatever, and just do it without a complaint and be plotting to leave you. You don't, you don't know, like if you love her, check in on her. Ask her, what can I do better? Are we good? Are we okay? And it's not that women shouldn't check in on her husbands. It's just that men, this is usually an emotional issue. Men usually can see what's going on with them. So yes, wives I was checking on your husbands too, ask them, are they okay, what's going on? But they're, when it comes to people just up and just leaving a marriage uh, off based off some emotional abuse or reason, it's usually the woman who gets up and then the man don't know what happened. So both need to check on each other. But I've seen too many times Um, people coming to me for help and they're like, I don't even know what the problem is. I didn't even know we had a problem. What? Are you paying attention? You didn't even know you had a problem? So yeah, don't let laughter fool you. Um, Where are we at? Verse 14. The backslider in heart will have his fill with his own rotten ways, but a good man will be satisfied with his ways the divine thought and action which his heart pursues and in which he delights pretty self explanatory (sighs) excuse me verse 15 the naive or inexperienced person is easily misled and believes every word he hears but the prudent man is discreet and astute and considers well where he is going we see this sense of direction again i don't know if y'all catching that how uh, direction is connected to wisdom um lacking wisdom lead you to believe any and everyone oh my gosh there's so many people out here telling all kind of crazy stuff and y'all just people so eager to follow somebody they're so eager for a teacher they're so eager to just i want to follow somebody i want to follow somebody they don't even test the spirit, naive, inexperienced, and got nowhere easily misled. believing everything you hear. You ain't tested this person from nothing. You don't know this person from nowhere. You don't know th- it's like, you just, <laughs> just believe them. The prudent considers well, where they're going, understanding whoever speaks into my life is contributing to the direction of it. So I better know where your speech is from and who you connected to before you start telling me anything. That's why I'm very strict about my boundaries on this public platform. Ain't ain't no any and everybody about to just come in here, speaking into my life and into the lives of people that are coming here to learn about emotional healing and, and get some encouragement about, the the wiles of the enemy and how he uses toxic relationships to keep you suffering and then here you come with all this extra stuff porn is yeah do this now Uh, no not over here don't do that like when people start talking too much i get i get a little like um hold on you might have to get out (laughs) because you're talking too much like just got something to say about everything that's not you need to watch out for people like that because people that got something to say about everything usually don't know too much. They got a lot of knowledge. They got a lot of textbook knowledge, but they usually don't know nothing from Yah because they're displaying their arrogance. So you, they're, they're going to lack divine wisdom. So they're speaking on their own accord. They're not speaking with divine wisdom. And you need to be careful of people like that. That's why I be telling y'all, I'm not y'all teacher. I'm not y'all leader. I'm not no pastor. I'm not no nothing. This ain't no ministry. This I'm not, don't call me none of that. Okay. Y'all didn't tell me to do that. So I'm not gonna take that on. I am a counselor and coach who wants to help you with emotional hurt. That's what I do over here. The scripture is my reference. In the secular world, it might be some psychologist or Freud or whoever. That's not my reference. That's not my resource. Yah in his word and what he says as my resource. But I'm not a Bible teacher. I'm not on here trying to teach you how to be more religious. This over here is about relationship with Yah first and then with others. But all that other stuff, you know, people want to come judge me about my hair, judge me about my nose ring. Why your head ain't covered up? Why you got this? Why you doing that? Why you da-da-da-da? I'm not for you. Because this is not what this is over here. And when you come over here with all that religious debate and all that religious back and forth and all these religious questions and by religious questions, I mean, you're a Pharisee. You don't really have a question. You're trying to trap me into something like they did to Yah- Yahusha or Yeshua, whatever you want to, I won't say whatever you want to call him. I won't say that, but I have been saying Yeshua lately for a reason. If, if it had nothing to do with you, if you don't agree, go on about your way. You ain't got to agree with me. <laughs> like, I'm not telling you what to do. You don't have to do what I do because I do it. Okay. Um, but yeah they, there's people that just have been coming over here with all this religiosity and debate, and they want to argue things and um you know have this back and forth and this is a peaceful, safe space for healing to reign you it 's hard to do that with amidst a bunch of debate and confusion about genealogies and and attire and dates and calendars. We're not doing that over here. This is, don't go somewhere else with that. Don't bring that mess over here. <sighs> um, 15, the naive or inexperienced person easily misled. Okay, we read that, 16. A wise man suspects danger and cautiously avoids evil, but the fool is arrogant and careless. Only fools think they are stronger than temptation and sin. We can live it together. It's all right. We can sleep in the same bed. We got it. We could um, we could play with that temptation. We, we strong. When everything in scripture tells you to flee temptation, the fool will say, I'm stronger than that. No, you're not. That's why y'all said to flee it. Wisdom resists temptation and leaves its presence. Stop playing with fire. Why you want to play with fire? And think you ain't gonna get burnt. A quick tempered man acts foolishly and without self-control, and a man of wicked schemes is hated. We know fools lack self-control, but it's so much so that they can't help but to react before it's wise to do so. Yes, we. There are things that warrant every action or a response, but a fool don't know the timing of that. They don't even think. They just jump and go do it. They just jump, just jump. Sign of a fool. You got then you got stuff that you're gonna need to heal from because of what you said too soon. Eighteen. The naive are unsophisticated and easy to exploit and inherit foolishness, but the sensible are thoughtful and farsighted and are crowned with knowledge. I have come across so many naive people, oh my gosh. Like, I gotta pause right here real quick. Let me, just, let me just talk to y'all real quick. Let me talk to you and tell you where my compassion comes from when I tell you, don't call me a teacher, don't call me a leader, don't do that to yourself. Real quick, this is verse 18. Yeah, the naive are unsophisticated and easy to exploit. Some of y'all are so easy to exploit. <sighs> that breaks my heart. Y'all so easy to exploit. You want to follow somebody so bad, you want a teacher so bad that you're willing to be exploited in order to have it. Let the Holy Spirit be your teacher. The Holy Spirit is a way better teacher than any man. I'm not saying that people can't help you. I'm not saying that people don't hold that authority. In a, I don't even call it authority because we're going to deal with um, the roots of religious narcissism on Wednesday and your mind's going to be blown. So I ain't going to say authority because some people, they, they, uh, they take that authority and they exploit people with it. The only, I'll say this, the only per the only... One that should have that kind of authority in your life is the most high yah by his spirit. Stop giving that away to people who you haven't tested and who haven't even been called to it. Some people ain't even called to it. Like yes, I'm a teacher. I teach my children. I teach workshops, but on here I'm in counselor and coach mode. I'm not in teacher mode. You may learn things, but that's not my function here. And so some people are so desperate to follow somebody. Some people are coming out of Christianity or coming out of religion or whatever. And you're going right back into the ways that you did before trying to idols, idolize somebody and and worship somebody's teaching. And I got, that's my church. This ain't true shop is not a church. True shop is not a ministry. I'm a counselor and I'm a coach. That's just the name of my brand. Some of y'all got to chill out. Stop being so desperate for somebody to follow. Be desperate for y'all like that. Be desperate for the instruction of y'all like that. Be desperate for the most high y'all to be your teacher like that. Because if you make anybody else an idol out of that, they're going to exploit you. They're going to smell you from a mile away and exploit you. Be careful. Please be careful of that. Sensible are thoughtful and far-sighted, and they're crowned with knowledge. Like a child inherits the riches of his father left behind for him. The same goes for folly and wisdom. Folly is reserved for the fool. You behave foolishly, you're going to get folly in your life. You, you will lack understanding. True knowledge and divine wisdom is reserved for the righteous. The humbly righteous. The evil will bow down before the good and the wicked will bow down at the gates of the righteous. Ultimately the wicked will be ransom for the righteous ransom. Go look up what a ransom is and how just clever the most high is how he says that the wicked going to be the ransom for the righteous. I know it take a while and you can't see it yet, but go check out Proverbs 21 18 cause we only on 14, but read Proverbs 21 18 cause it, it shows you that. And it aligns with this scripture right here. Verse 20, the poor man is hated even by his neighbor, but those who love the rich are many. Poor people don't have as many friends as the rich. That's evident if you look around, but the rich have mostly fake friends. (laughs) So just because you ain't got a whole bunch of people around you don't necessarily mean what you think it means. Just because you see other people who have crowds and people and they got friends, why ain't got none? Cause sometimes it's hard for the rich, the the righteous, excuse me, the righteous to have friends because righteousness is not popular. Okay. I'm going to just leave that there. Uh, he who despises his neighbor sins against the Most High YAH and his fellow man. But happy, blessed, and favored by the Most High YAH is he who is gracious and merciful to the poor. Your neighbor... In other words, your companion, your brother, your sister in Ya, your family in you So there's a difference. You got your biological family by blood, but then you got your family by spirit. But don't be calling me your family because I don't know you like that. I don't know what spirit you come from. I'm just saying people be like, hey, sis. Hey, Zara, we family. No, we not family. I don't know you yet. You on YouTube. I don't know you like that. Just slow down. <laughs> like, I don't know what spirit you're all. Of y'all share, bro, like y'all share, I'm just saying. So I don't know if you're really my family. So just, just pump your brakes on that. Okay. But those who are, who belong to Yah, you may, it may not be by blood, but when you trace it all the way back, it, you know, they say it is by blood. Um, your immediate family who might, and we're gonna talk about this in the series on narcissism, there might be a whole lot of triangulation and confusion and, and strife, that, that's probably not your family. That's why that strife is there. It's just war against spirits righteousness and unrighteousness that's probably why it's bunch of strife there right despite them um you have family and y'all who is righteous who loves y'all who are repentant people and you got to stop being so focused on the the wicked biological tie that you have to family and pay attention look up put your head up and look up or above your circumstance and notice oh my gosh you repentant Oh my gosh, it's not a lot of us, but they out here. And let that be your family. Find healing in that, in that company. Um, but if you despise them and you hate them, that's sinful. That's a sinful nature, to hate somebody else in the family of Yah. That, that hate should be reserved for wickedness, okay? Do they not go astray who devise evil and wander far from the way of righteousness? But kindness and truth would be to those who devise good, to plot. If you study this verse 22 out a little bit more, to plot or even be quiet about. It's almost as if the Most High is is holding them in the same vein. One who plots evil and one who is aware of evil and stays quiet about it, it's almost as if he's looking at them the same way. Um It says that kind of evil will lead you astray. Those kind of people who got plans to do somebody wrong um, and you know about it and you're aware about it and you stay quiet about it, that's going to lead us astray. That's the evil that will lead you astray. And the most high, like, kind of almost looking at you like an accomplice because you're aware of that and you ain't saying nothing. In all labor, there is profit, but mere talk only leads to poverty. That's why I'm like, did y'all do the download? Did y'all do the download? Because in labor there is profit. Mere talk only leads to poverty. Stop just talking. Also, hard work is always gain. No matter what side you want, the righteous or the unrighteous side, hard work is gonna bring gain. It's not just for righteous people. Some of y'all wonder why the wicked are ahead of you. They might be working harder than you. Simply that, you're like, how are they getting ahead of that and I'm still here? Maybe you're not working hard enough. Maybe you're talking about it so much. You waiting so so much for them to fall. You so preoccupied with looking at what they doing. You're not putting your hand to your plow and doing what you need to do. Did I say that right? Put your hand to the plow? I think I did. I'm a little tired today. Um, But so focused on waiting to see them fall that you're distracted on what you need. What do you need to be doing? Is it a book you need to be writing? Is it something you need to be doing with your children? Is it a new schedule you need to be creating? Is it an area you need to be healing in? Do you need recovery from what they did to you? No, but some of us, you're just waiting. I'm just sitting here spectating to see if y'all did it yet. He's going to handle that. Do what you need to do. Sometimes they keep getting ahead of you because you just won't do what you need to do. Um... The crown of the wise is their wealth of wisdom, but the foolishness of closed minded fools is nothing but folly. Yes, divine wisdom and hard work can also bring riches that show forth a crown of that very wisdom, while fools get more folly multiplied. There's, there's some treasure connected to wisdom, I'm just saying. A truthful witness saves lives, but he who speaks lies is treacherous. And this kind of goes along what we talked about in verse 22. Like when you know of somebody doing wrong and you are you should remain quiet about it that that's a problem. Like you y'all looking at that like you know and you ain't going to say yeah. So 25 a truthful witness saves lives. Saves lives. Where lies and false reports dominate bondage and death reigns but the truth saves and it sets free. When you know somebody did wrong or somebody being lied on or you just sit there. I remember when I was going through stuff at this particular church in Atlanta and so many people, they just sat there and watched it happen to me and they ain't saying no. I I couldn't understand it. I'm like, they, they were a witness to it and never defended me. You held accountable to that. When you're aware and you remain quiet, a truthful witness saves lives. My life and my soul could have been spared. I almost lost it, what these people did to me still recovering from that, you know, the trauma of that. It's not, a, it's, it's crazy, yo. Like emotional trauma is in a lot of ways worse than somebody physically hurting you. So when people minimize emotional trauma or spiritual trauma, um, you want to be careful of them. Cause now looking back that pastor and his wife, not handling that the right way, I understand that that lack of empathy is connected to a certain spirit. You couldn't empathize with it for a reason, and that's why you allowed it. So you gotta be careful with people like that. And we're gonna deal with that in part two of the narcissist series on religion. Um, when you when you see somebody doing you wrong, say some of y'all been in the church system or even this Hebrew camp stuff that people are in or whatever. You know, I I don't. I'm not in all that stuff. Um, these religious sects and groups and all of that. I don't yeah, it's just, it's not for me. Um, but I've talked to many people who need help escaping them or leaving them or, um, you know, churches, any religious, uh, structure. A lot of people come to me needing help over what they did to them. And they're like, I don't understand how they like how they did that, but they said they love, yeah. So i we'll talk about a narcissist, the series on narcissism for part two, which is on religion. Um, Sometimes we get we feel gaslit because we're like, I thought you knew y'all and I thought you loved y'all. How could you let this happen to me or how could you do this to me in his name? A lot of times they can't empathize with you um, and you're not crazy. What they did to you was traumatic. Like we're not going to even sugarcoat it. Some of these people are like, oh, it's not that serious or have more grace or have more love and they protect these people. But what happened to people when someone spiritually abuses you Emotionally abuses you, allows these abuses to go on. That is traumatic. Okay, so if I'm talking to somebody that that's happened to. That's traumatic. The reason why it, it may still hurt you, because I've been through it, is because you're expecting them to be sorry about something that they don't possess empathy over. They don't feel sorry for their sin. They're not repentant people, even though they play the part. That's why you can't figure out, you can't connect it up. Like, why are you not sorry about this? Because they don't have a, they don't have empathy. And empathy is often connected to another, lack of empathy is often connected to another spirit. So that might be why. Check in with us on Wednesday when I do the series on narcissism, it'll explain a lot to you. Um, 26, in the reverent fear of the most high, Yah, there is strong confidence and his children will always have a place of refuge. The only time, isn't this amazing, y'all? The only time that fear leads to confidence, because any other time fear leads to death and insecurity, but the only time that fear will lead you to confidence is when you fear the Most High Yah. And I don't mean fear like, I'm so afraid of him, I'm so scared, like no, I mean like you're afraid of the side of him that you don't wanna see, that wrath side. Like you respect him so much, you know, he's a, he's an awesome uh, lover and, and he's about love, but oh, his wrath is not no joke. I am afraid of that. If you, I think it was Lamentations I was reading like a week or two ago. I had to put it down for a minute. And I said, whoa, this is scary. This is, y'all is not playing. Like that wrath side of y'all is not no joke. You don't want to be on that side of him. You should be, we should be afraid of that side of y'all. <laughs> You know what I'm saying um, But the only time that fear Leads to confidence is when we fear the most high Yah And in that place there is shelter found from danger That is confidence In his shelter So Again we don't want to be afraid of Yah In a sense of like um, An abuser We want to be afraid of his wrath Because he keeps his word On what he says He will do what not do <laughs> And if he tells you not to do something and you do it anyway, you should be afraid. But see, wicked people and foolish people, they do what they want anyway and they're not afraid. And because Yah is long suffering, they think they got away with it. So they keep doing it because they're not afraid. When they meet that side of him with the wrath, they're going to. Woo! Woo! Have y'all read about the wrath of Yah? Woo! It is scary. Go and read some of Lamentations, y'all. I think it's Lamentations. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, in the um, chat, because I could be wrong. I think it was Lamentations. Is Lamentations the book where it's this a whole lot of y'all's wrath and it's scary? Has anybody read that? It's scary. Um, verse 27. The reverent fear of the Most High Yah that leads to obedience and worship is a fountain of life so that one may avoid the snares of death. Pretty much like 26th the right fear of yah saves your life when you like the foolish they not scared of Yah. when you have a reverential fear of the most high yah it saves your life because the foolish don't have that they they on the path of death so think back to the garden it caused them to lose their life they did not fear the consequence (laughs) why because the the enemy tricked them and said you won't die he plays with that. Like, you won't die, y'all won't kill you. He's too loving for that. He won't do that. Did they die or did they die? Like, y'all meant what he said. So don't ever second guess his word and what he said. Don't ever be like, he'll forgive me. He'll he'll get over it. It, I got away with it before. No, you didn't. It's storing up for you if you're not repentant. And when that wrath is unleashed it's going to be it's going to be a side you you ain't never think he could exhibit is woo. Don't play with that In a multitude of people is a king's glory, but in a lack of people is a pretentious prince's ruin. You know what's crazy is that the worldly view of working unto Yah means a lot of people think um that large numbers equal success so if you have a lot of followers if you have a lot of subscribers oh my gosh it's such a narcissistic system y'all this narcissistic series on narcissism y'all need to tune in wednesdays at 10 30 a.m eastern time we already did uh part one and i uh, don't y'all don't email me asking me if y'all narcissists i'm not about to d- try to d- i don't diagnose people period but i definitely don't diagnose people in the email okay like I don't, I'm not a therapist. I don't pass out diagnosis. Okay. Get with y'all and sit with the series and, and learn to be desperate for y'all. The way you run to people and run and send them emails and comments and all that for an answer, run to y'all like that first and then sit and wait for his answer. Don't do it. And then go to somebody else at, wait for his, and just give him a minute to answer. Um, but anyway, the worldly system of success is set up by numbers. The higher the number, the more popular a person is, the more evident the world says your success is without numbers. You're not successful. And people who are righteous will often struggle and feel like they're doing something wrong if they don't have those numbers because they're trying to fit a worldview or world system into a righteous construct of doing things. It doesn't work like that. Don't look at your numbers and your subscribers and all that stuff as a measure of your success. It doesn't measure success. We even see that many times yahs. people were outnumbered and they still won battles. He made them often a smaller number when they went up against, um, you know, somebody in battle and then they succeeded. Uh, there are scriptures and stories of people, um, where you got mad, like, like hot because they took a census, and he's like mad about that. That is not Yah's construct. He don't want you getting caught up in whether you are right with him because you are more popular or because you have higher numbers. We got to be careful even speaking that kind of speech. Like, I got more followers than you. I got more people watching you. I got that da 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 da. That is a world view. That's a secular, fleshly view. The Most High's view is not based on that, and I'm not saying every time, but oftentimes it's the people that have—they're um, not popular that are that are actually righteous. Some people got low numbers and they're crazy, so I'm not—I'm not saying because somebody got lower numbers they're righteous either. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying don't let numbers and follower counts and like counts, which is a system of that spirit of narcissism that is set up to to feed that narcissistic Ideology, don't let that be your measure of success or standing with Ya. You can be very popular with with men, and the Most High don't like you. So yeah, um, twenty nine. He who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self control, but he who is quick tempered exposes and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Being swift to wrath because that's what happens uh, when a person get upset and then they unleash a wrath on people it only elevates their foolishness which brings a life of regrets (laughs) sometimes the fools don't even bring them a regret they they do it and ain't even sorry about it but we don't want to be swift to unleash wrath on people look y'all does it even y'all but he not swift to it usually he gave you some warnings you know, if you, if you look at the nature and the character of Yah, he be giving warnings and warning after warning after warning after warning after warning. After warning. And then when the, the wrath is unleashed, you like, people still like, I don't get it. It was telling you the whole time. You wasn't listening. You couldn't see. Your ear was closed to it. But nevertheless, the wrath comes. But model that with Yah. There is a time where it's going to be a strong reaction. Because I done, I done said this a number of times. But let's model the most high and not letting that be the first instinct. You know what I'm saying? 30, verse 30. A calm and peaceful and tranquil heart is life and health to the body. But passion and envy are like rottenness to the bones. Did I do Domit 29? Yeah. Soundness on the inside brings health and life. Envy corrupts us from the inside out. 31, he who oppresses the poor taunts and insults his maker, but he who is kind and merciful and gracious to the needy honors him. Um, it's interesting to note, opp- oppressed people think it means it just put them in slavery, which it is a, a bondage and it is a slavery, but the word oppression is pulled from words like violate, defraud, deceive, distort, wrong, exploit the poor, the lower, the weaker, the needy is sin against them. So that's why I be trying to tell y'all stop looking for a teacher and a follower. Like, don't be so thirsty for that in a man and just dismiss the most high because what happens is you'll be oppressed. You'll be violated. You'll be defrauded. You'll be deceived. You'll be distorted. You'll be wronged and exploited. Because a person who has that nature to oppress people can smell you coming around the corner. And y'all just give these people praise and they want to be lifted up. They want to be exalted. They want to be teachers. They want to be puffed up. But the scripture says, oh, it is, don't, don't run to be no teacher now. That's a serious thing. So people that are running to that, you need to be careful because that is a, that's the job that the most high don't take lightly, so anybody that's running to that, I don't know if they have they ain't really thought clearly a lot of people in scripture is running from it. they ain't want that responsibility, so be careful because people who run to be your guide and your leader and and you follow me. I remember I at a church service, and the dude literally at in a sermon and he's had this cloak or he took this white sheet or cover. Clothed around him, and when the Most High comes, you'll all be behind me, following me. I said, what? It's time to get out of here. What? Like that, it was crazy. People like that, they will defraud you, they will deceive you, so you won't even know what they are doing. You'll think it's love, you'll think they're just, you know, a leader or whatever you wanna think, as opposed to that you're being deceived. Y'all, please be careful, please be careful. Let the Holy Spirit be your first teacher, please. Y'all gotta stop being lazy out here. I don't wanna do the download, why? Cause then you gotta exercise the Holy Spirit in you to hear more. No, you want somebody else to tell you. No, do the download. Sit with the most high and turn the phone and the noise off and, and learn to start being with him and hearing him. Stop depending on other people to tell you what to see and think and do. People can be a resource. They should not be your source. Please be careful out here, y'all. They will lead you astray. (sighs) A calm, oh, 31. He who oppresses the poor taunt. Oh, we did that one. We on 32, right? 32. The wicked is overthrown through his wrongdoing, but the righteous has hope and confidence and a refuge with Yah even in death. Again, it's that foundation. The wicked is overthrown by their wrongdoing. A corrupt heart is their foundation. what I say when I said repeat after me? What did I say? A poor foundation will eventually bring that house down. Look, 32, overthrown. Verse 33, wisdom rests silently in the heart of one who has understanding. But what is in the heart of a short-sighted fool is made known. Fools cannot hide. It's usually you who won't see. (laughs) What they are is evident in what they do. Fools can't hide, man. Listen, it's usually us who um, call it something else. Like you just, it's a saying. Who am I going to believe? You are my lying eyes. Some of us have lying eyes. Like we see a person and that's not who they are. Like a fool will make themselves known like the fruit of their life, you'll see it and you'll just keep overlooking it, overlooking it, overlooking it, overlooking it. We gotta be careful of people like that. 34, righteousness, moral and spiritual integrity and virtuous character exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Righteousness will always exalt a person a family, a neighborhood, a city, a state, even a nation. Repentance can lift up a husband, a boss, a parent, a nation. But instead, these people, foolish people, uh usually try any other means to get it but repentance. A husband who repents will lift himself up. He ain't got to put his wife down. You need to submit to me. I'm the th- I'm the head of the house. Just be a righteous, repentant man, and that will exalt you. You don't have to get it yourself, a boss, just be a righteous, repentant person, and that will exalt you. But see people who are not righteous or repentant, they have to get the exaltation in enough another means cause they don't want to repent. That's a sign of somebody who's dangerous to be around, to work for, to be in relationship with, you need to set some strong boundaries with people like that. Because they don't understand that they're just being a righteous, repentant person will exalt you. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't, have to, you don't have to try to do it within your own means. The very act of just being a righteous, repentant person will do it. Um, did I do? The is a disgrace to any people, yeah. Last verse. We made it to the end, y'all. The king's favor and goodwill are toward a servant who acts wisely and discreetly but his anger and wrath are toward him who acts shamefully wisdom brings favor from on high but fools only make a fool of themselves and thus brings shame upon them wisdom brings favor not just healing it also brings favor so that is proverbs 14 um it's nice to be back y'all we was off for like i think it was about a month um Because I needed a break, you know? YouTube is hard sometimes. Because no matter how many times you tell people the function of what you do, they want to make you something else, you know? I've had groups, you know, all kind of stuff. People come to my house, I've led groups, and they always want to make me their pastor or their leader or their teacher. And I'm like, I'm not. Let y'all be that for you. I'm here to be a vessel. I don't want to be the source of you. You know what I'm saying? So it, it gets exhausting. And then you get a lot of people with... God told me to tell you this, and I did, did this, and it's, I'll be like, I'm just here to help people heal, heal, and be emotionally well, okay? I'm a counselor and the coach, that's what I'm doing. All this extra stuff, debate, and argument, y'all trying to get into, I'm not trying to do that. I don't, I don't live my life to be right, and prove why I'm right. It's just annoying. Okay. Let me say peace to some of y'all, because I haven't, um, talked to you in a minute, but, I wanna take a quick breather real quick. Again, the giveaway, it'll, you need to do it by the last day in December. So I know that you didn't have a whole month to do it, but at least you have about a week to do it. You can just go do it today. Um, the, co- the secret key code for the month of December, cause we're out of November, is respect my boundaries. That's the secret key code respect my boundaries and you can win a black truth tribe hoodie to be nice and warm in the month of december this explains it i'm giving away something every month yep you can get a truth tribe journal tea notebook stickers cash and more each month you have a chance to win an item plus free shipping. Just listen to my live for the secret key code. Then enter your info at ZaraHarrison.com slash Truth Tribe giveaway. What will you win? So who's going to win for the month of December? Who's going to get the True Tribe hoodie? And it's very comfortable. Y'all see me wear the gray one. I have the gray one. And it's very, very, very comfortable and cozy and warm. I love my gray one. I need to get a black one. I had a black one. My children had it. And then I don't know where it went. Maybe they still got it. But it's very cozy and comfy. Also, I'm going to read some comments in a minute. also wanted to ask, have y'all been journaling? Because I took a lot of December off. I had some posts scheduled. But... I don't think any of them were about journaling. I can't remember. But have y'all been um, journaling? Because how are you going to maintain your emotional healing and wellness if you're not journaling? Also, what else did I want to ask? Do the download. Make sure you don't just listen to me. You do the download. Yeah. Okay. That was it. So let's read some comments. <sighs> Hold on. I would have to go to the bathroom right now. Peace, Loretta. I have not seen Loretta in a minute in here. She's trying to have that baby. Well, she's not in labor, y'all. Let me, cause y'all be like, is she? No, um, I mean like baking the baby. I shouldn't say that. I don't know why they say that. Baking a baby. You think about that? And do you know what they be doing to children I shouldn't say that she is growing a baby inside of her Alana Dundas peace Alana <laughs> yeah listen Loretta said "Woo, what's the difference between being a farmer and a critic listen listen yes Shelly Murphy James 4 6 but he gives more grace therefore he says you resist the proud and gives grace to the humble yeah man like if you see the skit I can't tell you how many people have come to me for help and then told me to answer which one you want? You can't come for help and then have the answer. <laughs> so, yeah, like, but the ones who just are humble. Oh, my God. Like, Loretta is an example of that. Just such a, hum- a humility that y'all just releases such a blessing on the kind of heart that's like that. I love to work with people like that. So, yeah. Right there, it says Thanks, Courtney Taylor. Um... Thank you, Courtney Taylor. Uh, hallelujah for this powerful truth. Peace, Shelly Ann. Peace, true child. Welcome back, restful sister Zara. You know it's crazy, Shelly Ann? I came back nice and rested and here people go as soon as I came back after the Narcissist series emailing me with all this nonsense. I'm like, I just came back from resting. I feel like I need a break again. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'll be I don't know how long I'll be doing this YouTube thing. Listen. Cause I'm an introvert and I keep telling y'all I don't like mess. I don't like nonsense. I don't like a bunch of confusion. Um, religious critics. Um, uh, like uh, debate. People that like debate and they want to go back and forth about this is the name. This is, you should be wearing this. You're a you, you, you woman. Like I, that spirit is so disgusting to me. And it's a part of, it's just a part of it. Like when you do something publicly it, it's almost like pharisees be attracted to you you know and then uh to to refuel myself of all of that it, it's so exhausting sometimes just because of how i'm wired listen i'm like y'all i'm okay we should do some music and i don't, you know i then they still got stuff to say about that you drop out and then they did doing videos i mean somebody always gonna have something to say but um sometimes I like just being quiet and with people who just actually really care about me and just in my own little you know loving uh surroundings you know because they cutthroat out here um yes Shellyanne, I know that side of y'all don't want to experience that side though for real melissa doondas peace melissa doondas and alana Dundas, y'all if y'all saw the better day show season one episode six that's they little children up in there they are so them children are so sweet and i really believe that is a reflection of their parenting like they are it's just those children are just so they're just so just so kind at heart they're just so sweet courtney taylor yes what you crying at courtney i missed that one at 731 I wish I knew what y'all was saying these two. When y'all leave these, can y'all be like, boom, whatever is in relation to relationship to? Cause I would love to know what this is for hallelujah. Loretta said, Shelley Murphy says pure truth. Courtney Taylor says he's so gracious and merciful and compassionate. A poor foundation will eventually bring that house down. Listen, Courtney Taylor says preach. I ain't trying to be no preacher though. I know what you're saying. This is a, a figure of speech but I don't wanna be no preacher though. Alana Dunas, Dunas, come on. Shelly Murphy, death by chocolate is still death. Please give me wisdom. Death by chocolate? What is that, Shelly Murphy is still death? What's that? What are you talking about? I don't know what that one is about. Um, Peace, Kanisha Roberts, hey. Courtney Taylor, y'all is enough. Deetra, be desperate for the most high y'all. Listen. Don't be desperate for me. I keep telling y'all. If you, were, if you hung around me, you would be ready to go home. Well, you might not be ready to go home because I like to cook and serve and all that stuff. And you'd be, yeah. But I'll say I'll be ready for you to go home. I'll say that. You, you've been here for two hours. <laughs> what a sad thing is in Proverbs. It says don't enter your foot in your neighbor's house too often. They might hate you or something like that. It says, yeah, he don't, he don't get tired of you like people do. Be desperate for y'all. I'm just saying. Loretta Mayo, when you are aware and remain quiet, you... And wait. When you are aware and remain quiet, you are an accessory to wickedness. If you look up what I talked about in that verse, it lists a person who is quiet about it in the same vein as the one who's plotting it. Just saying. Just saying, be careful with y'all hanging around. Um, hallelujah, that speaks volumes. Shelly Murphy says, Isaiah 8, 13, Yahuwah of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear, let him be your dread. Listen. Whew. Mm. Okay, thank you, Courtney. I think you're talking about when I said was Lamentations book, y'all. Lamentations, you wanna talk about a thriller? You wanna talk about a horror story? <laughs> <laughs> I was reading limitations. I was like, Ooh, let me close this. I would just put this like, I was like walking around, like, hold up. Like limitations is scary. Okay. I think if somebody wrote a movie based on limitations, you might not be able to make it through the end. Limitations is crazy. you the wrath of y'all is, I don't know how people be out here playing with him. I just, Ooh. So yeah. And she said in revelations, what do you find horrific about revelations more than limitations, Courtney? I just I just am curious to know. Because there are some things in Revelations that I'm like, but it's so coded that it doesn't horrify me as much as Lamentations. I feel like Lamentations is it ain't no is it ain't I'm like, woo, it's woo. But I'll be curious to know. I'm not saying that you're wrong or anything. I'm just I I would like to know what it is that you think. And then maybe I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right. Um. yeah Loretta says those high numbers can get you exploited and yeah we're going to talk about that in a series on narcissism because I don't know how we have celebrity pastors and celebrity um, teachers and all this stuff like that it, it's the spirit of narcissism to even be we're going to go over it on Wednesday you can draw your own conclusions but it's like anybody that's trying to race to the top you might not want what you get when you get there like yeah Dietrich says whoa i don't know what she was talking about i would love to know peace Derek smith okay so that is proverbs 14. it was nice seeing y'all i will most likely be back next monday with healing payment proverbs just because i already took a month off but i will definitely be um, back live on wednesday with the series on beware of the narcissist um, if the series is making you uncomfortable, it's doing its job because that is why it's titled beware, beware means death or danger if you don't. So yeah, you know, the series, however, y'all doesn't give you the spirit of fear. Okay. So if you're having fear and you're afraid, um, of that information that I'm sharing, you might wanna see like what that's about. Ask the Most High to show you and reveal to you what it is that you may be trying to deny um, or maybe something that the enemy is keeping you from because if you find out the truth, then you can be set free from something. Um, Y'all doesn't give you the spirit of fear, okay? So I don't want y'all to be afraid. And I also don't want you emailing me, asking me if I can diagnose you with narcissism. Have we met? Do I do that? I'd be on here telling y'all, if I don't know you personally, I can't really even give you advice. And even the people I work with professionally and personally, I'm, I'm very conscious of giving advice. Usually, unless it's like on the verge of some real serious danger, I'm trying to lead the person to make their own, draw their own conclusions but if they can't see it quick enough and there's danger, I might be like, listen, yeah. Um, But other than that, if we got time, I try to lead them to, um, not lead them, I try to facilitate them drawing their own conclusion. So you emailing me, asking me, is you are gonna get offended, like some of y'all, some of y'all got offended because you got an email back saying, this is only part one. You didn't even watch the rest of the story and you're drawing conclusions um and i saw you know some of y'all get mad and feel however you want to feel but just you know um be careful i don't want you to fall for the bait of uh the trap of offense because i won't move how you want me to move because you're impatient about seeking y'all on this thing and you want me to give you a quick answer it don't work like that i don't work i would never do that i would never send an email and say yes you're a narcissist no you're not what, what am i god no, I'm not. I'm not sitting here passing out judgments and diagnosis. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Finish listening to the series. When I give an assignment, do the assignment. Let the Most High yah, by His Spirit be your teacher. Okay? Let Him do His job for you. Have a little patience. It takes time. It's a whole lot of information that you gotta process. Some of y'all ain't even processed it before you sent me an email process it. I'm talking about, I got emails. Some of y'all sent me an email within like 20 minutes of going live for that series. <laughs> y'all got to chill out. Okay. Y'all got this, this showing a, a lack of dependency and trust on the most high. Okay. I'm not your God. Stop, stop looking for me to give you answers. I don't have, I have a lot of answers from divine wisdom, but I don't have every answer. Okay. I don't, I don't even want to know every answer. Okay. Cause I'm tired already with the answers I got. All right, y'all, um, visit the link in the description to do the giveaway to win the hoodie. I hope that um, y'all do that today um, if you want the hoodie. And I hope that you'll choose that you don't mind showing a picture of yourself because we love to see who you are in Truth Tribe that won. Um, I think that was it. Again, a secret key code for the month of December, respect my boundaries. You'll also see, because I don't even want to start. I'm nipping it in the bud right now. Um, A new uh, prerequisite of saying you a part of Truth Tribe is respecting my boundaries. So they have been listed. I have said them, but people seem to ignore them. Now they're on the beginning of most of the countdowns. They are in the descriptions from here and moving forward. And you've seen the video. If some of y'all were offended by that, you know I can't apologize for that because that's something you got to deal with. Um, that's just the truth you're gonna have to accept. Those who understood and accepted it, you probably a fit. People that don't like respecting boundaries, you got an issue. You got an issue. You gotta run your mouth. You gotta say stuff. You gotta do this. You gotta I'm gonna just step over what you're going. You don't belong here. You're not welcome. And that's what that video was about. But if everybody else gets that and I respect your boundaries as well, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm respectful of if somebody tells me, yeah, I don't really, you know, I'm not going, yes, you are. We just might not be able to work together or whatever because it might not fit. But you're not going, I'm not going to just do whatever I want to you. That's like me going to your house and just walking around your house and doing what I want. I don't get to do that. So people who have that nature and that characteristic and that trait don't belong here because I'm trying to, like I said in my other video, I'm trying to preserve my sanity. It's already a lot doing this as an introvert. It's a lot. I'm trying to maintain my sanity and my peace so people that threaten that got to go. You're going to go before my peace go and have me out here acting a whole fool, okay? All right, y'all. I hope that Proverbs 14 was a blessing and I'll see y'all on Wednesday for Beware of the Narcissist Part 2 on Religion. Until then. They always told me love's supposed to suffer long. I looked it up in the lexicon and say that suffering actually means that to be impatient. Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?